Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod! Yes, sir. How you doing, dude? What's going on? Yo. Yo. Man, I'm doing good, buddy. I'm telling you what, we're coming off Christmas. I tell you what, they didn't get to hear from us last week. No, that's oh, right. This Christmas special. But but you know what? Uh, I mean, it's a good time. You know, we got to take a little time off, spend some time with the family. Yeah, I actually, you know, there was a weekend that went by where I did nothing. Do you know how long it's been since the weekends went by and I did nothing? Like a week. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But but you know what I'm saying though. I mean, it was fun. You but know, now it's it's New Year's Eve. We're at the dawn. We're at the crisp. Of a new year. We got to do so much fun stuff. 2017 has been amazing, but I don't think, I think it pales in comparison to how 2018 is going to be. 2018 is going to be phenomenal. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Probably get better looking. Uh, well, that's that. Just stay awesome. Find a new one because that ship sailed a long time ago. Oh. As the man on the internet uh, said, Guy Fury let himself go. Really? <laughs> Speaking of that. We actually went down to Atlanta a few weeks back. We did. This was a great time. Um, uh, I passed call-in guests, and like I said, you ought to be sure to check into the podcast you know, on iTunes and, and go back and pick them up. Actually, one of our very first call-in guests. And on 1063WORD.com. That's right. Just search the podcast link for Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Booyah, shameless plug. But anyway, you'll find Mr. Ed Bullion. Ed Bullion is the world record holder for the Cannonball from Fifth Avenue, New York, to Redondo Beach, California, he did it the fastest. And there's in just a short time of twenty eight hours and fifty minutes. I mean it's insane. He actually blew the record apart. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be hard pressed for anybody to uh come up and get that record. Well he's you know, of course he's written books, he's been on the Today Show, you know, and, and Ed's doing really good for himself. I mean Ed drives around in a Lamborghini. Probably so, the highlight of his career was being on Hot Rods and Happy Hour though. I'd I'm say just, I'm just saying I'd that's, say, you that's know, probably a highlight. I mean that cannonball thing's cool and all, but this is yeah. Cannonball's way overrated. The, After the uh, movie and the T-shirt, I mean, yeah, it's whatever, you whatever. know. But the thing that was really cool about it is Ed's just a car guy like us. You know, he just plays the more expensive cars. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we uh, Ed started a YouTube channel called VinWiki Car Stories. Yeah, and, and you can actually download the VinWiki app. It's pretty cool. I got it on my phone. Yeah, it is. It's really neat. You know, you can download the app or you can go straight to YouTube and just search VinWiki Car Stories and pull them up. And he's probably got about 50 on there right now. And it's just different car guys. And and Ed, too, on there, just telling really cool car stories. And, I mean, you've got all kinds of stuff. Well, he invited me down to tell a few stories. Uh, You know, I don't know if a lot of you know, but I used to buy and sell a lot of cars back in the day. So we were talking about some car sales stories. And it's so insane. We posted a video online. Yes, he he dropped the video. One of the videos we did the other week online, I think, is up to like a hundred and like twelve thousand views in a day. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Actually, it was so funny, and the comments are absolutely hilarious on it. But it's it's you know it's really neat and it's really cool because I mean a lot of people, especially selling cars in that era of time, know exactly where I where I was with this, you know, and 
And I mean, and even people in the car business in general you know, know where I'm coming I, from. I, I think you were ahead of the game in, in, in what you did, and you guys really need to jump on YouTube and check out this video. Because what Rob Dud was actually, uh, it was ahead of the game, and, and something nowadays that's against uh, eBay's terms and services, but at the time it actually wasn't, and it's a method that I've used myself. Well, I mean, I'm it's, sure it's, a lot it's, of people it's, it's not the uh, the most ethical thing, you know? But you're, um, you're, you're you know moving what? things around. I'll take a stance and say, you know what? Though I think I think we'll let the listeners and they, they if they want to watch the video, they can judge it for themselves. Now keep in mind, this was what nearly twenty years ago. This actually. was actually twelve years ago. Tw- well, uh, actually, it was longer than twelve years ago. It was about seventeen years ago when it started. Yeah, so it was nearly twenty years ago. So, um, so I mean, times were a little bit different. But I, I personally think that what was done, there was nothing wrong. I think you found a loophole to the system. Purely, that's but, it. And, and like I said, you know, it was a lot of fun. It makes for a really good story, and uh, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, like I said, be sure to check that out. Be sure to check out VinWiki Car Stories. Mr. Ed Bowen has done a lot of work there, and uh, I think he owes me a ride in a Lambo. Yeah, I, th- I, I think after the grossness of that video, how well it's done, um, the views it's grossed, I think, yeah, I think you definitely have earned a ride in a Lambo. I've earned the ride in a Lambo. Um, but yeah, and then you, I want to be the first man to go Facebook Live run two hundred mile an hour. I, I think that's more than acceptable through Atlanta too. Through, through ATL, yeah. Um, but you you also done a couple more videos now, and there's chances that you'll go back. I, I might even go and do a couple videos myself. Um, but you had some very interesting stories, and you guys just gotta watch the Vin Wiki page. Uh, to see those, come and there's out. a lot of great stories on there. Oh, there I mean, are. There's, there's gorgeous car ones. collectors on there. There's you know exotic car guys. There's so many good stories. Uh, I mean, like I said, you definitely want to check it out. And that's something we definitely plan on having Ed back on the show to talk about Van Wicky and what he's done with this, and actually talk about his book too. For the record, yes. that's a really good read. Yeah. So definitely be uh, stay tuning to Hot Rods and Happy Hour in the future. Stay tuning. Stay tuning. Stay tuning. Yeah. You know what? I have a union education. Um. I'm that's you know that's all I got to say. That should justify any horrible English grammar I use on this show is I did yeah. graduate from Union so so anyway it, it was it was a lot of fun down oh, there. Oh, no. It was a lot of fun down there. Oh, it was your diploma printed on the back of like a venue? Yeah, I was 33rd in my class too, which is probably even more scary. Yeah, the bath out of 36. But you know what I'm saying? No, it was a higher number. That makes it even worse. But uh, this is it was a it was a lot of fun. Like I said, and be sure to check out VinWiki Car Stories. Like I said, Ed's really knocked it out of park with that YouTube project. So that's something really fun for any car guy to check out. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll tell you what else we got. I mean, you didn't get to a New Year's resolution that was realistic. I mean, you said looking better, but I don't think it's possible. You know what? Uh, I think I'll, I'll be tanked. honest with you. I mean, well, this is the thing you got to think about, Robert. When you wake up in the morning, don't use my government name. Odd Rod. There we go. When you wake up in the morning and you have hair like this, uh, I don't. And you got a face like this, <laughs> and you got a voice like this. Ooh. You know what? Why mess with perfection, dude? Just keep oh, rolling. You know no, what I mean? Okay, it's just like whatever. just keep it trucking. You know? Yeah. Okay. Just All saying. Right. All right. If you kind of got the tiger by the tail, just kind of hang on. You know? Well, outside of uh, Rob's vain appearances. We do have some amazing things coming at you for 2018. I'm super excited about the, you know, the phone calls, the messages, they keep the emails, they keep rolling in on us. 
Um, I mean, we're going to be all over the place this year. Yes, right, guys. We're going to be all over four states this five. year. Five. Five. Five states. Five states. That's a lot of states. I think. Probably right. probably more than that before it's all said and done. Uh, and there's some big projects that I can't even begin to mention that could possibly come to fruition. Well, we got a lot of things. Of course, you know, we got Carolina Motor Fest coming up. We had our first planning meeting for Carolina Motor Fest. And this year's going to be, this show's getting better and better. You know, we have it twice a year. Great show. Carolina Motor Fest is always a lot of fun. We're putting a lot of work into that. Yeah, and I've, and sent, then, I've sent an email out to a certain someone who might be more famous than we are um, to try to get his attention to be there. So That would be nice. Hopefully that develops a little further. Well, and we've got, you know, all kinds of things going on with that. Like I said, you know, like that that's really growing. I mean, a swap meet, it's everything. I mean, it's a baby auto fair. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's a great event. So we'll be announcing uh, details on that before too much longer. Um, the date is already nailed down, April 28th. Is that April correct? 28th. April 28th. So yeah. you definitely want to mark that in your calendar. Um, Gray's penciling it down as we speak. Yes. Um, so that'll be a day of great times, great automotive fun. Again, we'll like you know Rob said, we'll have the car uh, swap meet, and we'll also be doing the car show again. And uh, hopefully to build it bigger and better. So uh, any of you guys who have went, you know, if you want to drop a suggestion, be sure to hop on Facebook to the Hot Rods and Happy Hour page. And send us a message, you know, what what would you like to see? What would you like to see to make it better? Um, you know, some suggestions you have, some things you'd like to change. Or, you know, if, if you just Maybe like a to... Miss Motorfest contest. Ooh, I like that idea, actually. That's Miss what I'm screaming. Miss Motorfest. Miss Motorfest. We might have to call Miss Liberty Bell and get her, in, uh, get her over that project there. That's what I'm screaming. You know, Miss Liberty Bell, I think, could handle Miss Motorfest. I think she could. Yeah, I, th- I think... It's like people just text me while I'm in here working. You got while I'm in here working. While I'm in here working, it's aka like, talking. It's like they don't understand. They don't understand I'm working. I tell you something else you don't understand. It's these commercial breaks that keep coming up. Man, you know it seems like we just got started. We just get on the roll, and then here they come. Well, I tell you what, push the clutch inside and let her blow because we got to take a commercial break. All right, all right. All right, guys, stay tuned. We got a lot more hot rods and happy hour right here on 106.3 WORD. Alright guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? Let me ask you a question. Have you seen this Bitcoin craze? Yeah, I have seen this Bitcoin craze. Are you not investing? What's wrong with you? I'm going to be honest with you, Hot Rod. I don't invest my money in anything. There's more money in Chuck E. Cheese tokens than Bitcoins right now. Real money. So so you're saying this is just a uh, uh, f- a false thing to be investing in? I think it's a pyramid scheme for the new generation, in my honest opinion, you which know I'm what? not an investor. You know what? I, I got a very, very small investment in it just to see. Uh, very, very small. And it's not in Bitcoin. It's in one of the other 1,211 of these cryptocurrencies. Very small investment because I'm a skeptic. But you know what? I don't want to miss the train in case it happens. But I tell you what. I want to give you something uh, sure to invest in, if you will. Something tangible, something that you can put your hands on and you have in your possession that you can enjoy and you can get your money back out of. Of course. Of course. No, it's a no-brainer. Well, I mean, you know, you're buying cars smart, especially collector cars. And there's special certain hot-button cars. They're not just any car, of course. But there's money in collector cars. We've talked about that a million times, and I've beat everybody over the head with this. Cars are the way to go. Invest in your money, in my opinion. Absolutely. We've talked about this, like you said, 
several times. But the thing is, though, you know, you got all your Bitcoin millionaires and the kids of the 80s done bought up all the Grand Nationals and the TAs. So we ain't got none of them no more. So we move on to my generation, the 90s kids. Oh, Lord. So what we but had, but there's a lot of really cool cars in there. The 90s, are some good ones, and they're out there still. Yes, and we're going to get, we've compiled a little list, and we're going to give you some of the coolest cars of the '90s that have the highest potential of being future collector cars. And I think we should start this list off very right. And I think a lot of people, and, and this is a genre of car we don't dip into a lot, and that's our foreign cars. Um, so I well, want. There was a lot of great foreign cars in the nineties. There are. They came on strong. And this is this is like I said, this is a genre we don't dip into too often. But I'll agree with this highly. So coming in our number one spot is the Nissan Skyline R32. This is almost a no-brainer. Absolutely. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The Skyline is the Japanese equivalent of a Lamborghini. Yes. And it's they're cool cars. They're quirky. I don't. Have you ever rode one? Yes, I actually have. You know, they're really cool. A friend of mine's got one. I, I got Right hand drive, you know. It's neat. Yeah. It's an experience. It's not like what you would think. It's kind of like, I guess the best way to sum it up, and I hate to say it like this, and he's going to cuss me. It looks like a 240. It runs like a Corvette and looks like a Sentra on the inside. I think the 240 is a kind of a stretch, but yeah, I'll have to agree with you. It does look a 240. It does. Um, So the model of the R32 was actually introduced in 89, but the best versions emerged in the early 90s. Um, You know, and then there's the GTR version as well, which is very popular. But the R32 uh, was a two-door coupe that was all-wheel drive and had a 2.6-liter turbocharged engine that pumped out a whopping 276 horsepower you know, stopped from the factory, which was amazing. Well, you got to think about that power to weight ratio. Yeah. I mean, these cars were really ahead of their time, and especially when you get into the late 90s and even into the newer Skylines, these cars, I mean, they had electronics for days in these cars. I mean, traction controls and all this wild stuff at these cars way before anybody else was doing it. Oh yeah, and see, so here's an interesting, uh, interesting thing about these cars. As you well know, they're all right-hand drive, um, and for the longest time you could. Well, no, no, not all of them. The no, new ones you can buy them here. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the R32. Yeah, the R32. These cars are all right-hand drive, and here's the interesting thing for them. Uh, up until here recently, you could not get these cars here in the United States because they weren't of age. You have to wait till these cars are 25 years or older before they can be imported into the States. Some still made it through. Some have made it through, you're right, but legally speaking, and there's reasons behind this, because I've looked recently as into importing a ute, which is the Australian, um, uh, basically, El Camino. Uh, it's a Pontiac G8 with a truck bed on it. Well, no, I mean, well, a Ute is just a type of vehicle. They made Ute Fords. They made well, Ute everything. The one I was looking at is the Holden uh, Holden Ute, which is it's a Pontiac G8 nose with a truck bed on it, um, and it's LS powered. I wanted to import one of them. The problem is right now they're only about 14 years old, so you got to wait because it's got to outdate the uh, you know the crash testing, which. Is twenty five years. Well, you know, and then you know, and there's now, there's now, ways of getting those cars in. There is, but I didn't want to go through all that. But yes, you're right. There and there's companies that do it where you can legally get them in, but you have to convert it to make it a left hand drive. And I just didn't want to go through all that. But with the R thirty twos, they have reached the age where you can import them now legally. 
and uh, actually they're a little above that age now, so they're kind of getting pretty popular here in the States. Well, it's a collector car. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really cool. You, you're actually starting to see them more and more on the streets. Uh, very cool car. It's actually still a very affordable car. Um, most of the time you can pick one up in the low, you know, ten to $15,000 for a decent one. Um, keep in mind they are an older car. They're above 25 years old. But this is a future collector car. This is a car that you want to get your hands on. I think on. your low mileage and your more Japanese spec, like it hasn't been messed with. Like yes, it's straight, yes. The, the more original you can get your hands the on, more the more Tokyo it is, the better. Yes. In my opinion, those low mileage, odd colors, of course, just like anything else, is what's going to be your hot buttons. But these are all collectible cars. Like I said, these are the cars that people saw in the Fast and Furious films. And these are the cars that when the import boom hit, this was the Mac Daddy. Oh, yeah, your R32 is, like, but, top but of the line. That was, that was Mecca yes. of the imports. So, you know, they couldn't afford those cars then, but now they can. Now, oh, yeah, now they're very, they're very, very obtainable cars. Very, very. And, I mean, Nissan has always been, I'm a Nissan fan, and they've always been a little ahead of the curve, I think, personally. Oh, I agree. I've owned two and have been very pleased with them. Good cars, good cars. And, like I said, these we're talking about new collectibles. These are all 90s cars, so some of them are going to be a little out of left field. Like This one, not so much. I mean, this was pretty much a no-brainer. But uh, that's the thing. You know, you got to think about with the generations. Yes. Now you have people, you have your 90s babies, and they've got that disposable income, and they want to buy that car. And you got guys like me that grew up with old cars, so I like 56 Chevrolets. Well, they didn't. They grew up liking Nissan Skylines. Well, I mean, like, okay, one of the best cars from the 90s I've had was a 92 Nissan 240SX. Um, and again, you can get the 180, which is the JDM model, which is right-hand drive as well. It looks identical. Um, and it, it's a turbocharged car from the factory over there. Just a far better car, far collector. And now these things are becoming available here in the States because now, you know, the 92 model, it just hit 25 years old this year. Um, you know, so moving into the next year, the 93 will be available. But, I mean, these are these cars are right there with them. They're right-hand drive. They have the look. You know, the early 90s, they're great cars. Like I said, I've owned one, not the 180, but the 280 or 240. They're great cars and very, very popular. Very, very popular. And I think very, very collectible, too. I think they'll be collectible. I think the skylines are going to get price points going to go high. That's yes. when those cars will get popular. Yep. Um, yeah. Once the uh, once your R thirty two, your R thirty fours, and your you know which your GTRs already are, but once these cars all are, these are already are already are, uh, but once these cars crawl through the roof and are um, unobtainable to the average person, yeah, that's when your one eighties are going to really start catching the boosts. Um, and, and, you know, they already have a, a slight popularity already. i tell you something else you don't catch is a hint. Gray's over here waving his arms <laughs> like the building's on fire. Guys, stay tuned. we got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour coming right at you. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Odd Rod. What's happening, dude? Man, we're talking about future collector cars. We're talking about... Of the 90s. Of the 90s. We're of talking the 90s. about with these cars. I mean, you talk about this is the next generation of Hot Rod, and these cars are now becoming... Of age, you know, it's really—it's like a fine one. It's, it's really funny growing up, um, you know, looking at the car because, like, my heyday was obviously the '90s. Um, so, growing up in the '90s and seeing the cars out on the street, you would never think in a million years um, that these cars would be becoming a collector car. And you know, I'm very young; I just turned 28. But now you're talking about, you know, the the '90s ended almost 20 years ago. 
And now these cars are actually becoming collector cars. It's really odd to think about it like that. Well, it is. I mean, you got to think about it back in the day. Do you think people thought 65 Mustangs were going to be collectible when they first came? Or it, you, you know got what a I'm valid saying? point there. I mean, you know, it's just... It's like that. And these cars are becoming collectible. You know, I mean, I remember the old timers back in, oh, you'll never see anybody collecting all them 80s cars that got all them plastics in them. Now you see Buick Grand Nationals going through the roof. You know what? And it's funny because I still talk to it today, like this today. It's like your your truck. You just bought a 20, what, 17, 17. 2017 Silverado. And we were talking about all the electronics in it, you know, the MyLink system in it. Do you ever think that someone's going to say, hey, I'm going to restore that 2017 Silverado? Well, yeah. the, the reality of it is, yeah, someone probably will. How about your early C4 Corvettes? How about all the electronics in them? And there's people that do restore those. Yeah, so let's uh, let's flashback. We're talking about cars of the 90s. They're future collectors. Let's look at the C4 Corvette. You talk about them all the time. You love them. I'm kind of eh about them, although there are a couple I like. I mean, like, for one, let's hit right off the bat. How about the 96 Grand Sport? The 96 Grand Sport. There again, your, any of your anniversary cars, any of your special editions, Indy Pace cars, things like that. Those cars are going to be hot. Those are going to be hot button collectibles. Absolutely. But especially low mileage, obviously plays a major role in any of that. But the thing you got to think about is the C4. You know, through the years, '84 was a crossfire. '85 was tuned port, still head. '86 was aluminum heads, and then of course, you know, from the L98 was from '86 to 1990. Yeah. Or 91 was just a Lunahead TPI, 220 horsepower, great little engine, not a lot of power, made good torque, handling machine, and a super light car. The uh, And then, of course, the LT1 came in in 92. I think you're, of your C4 vets, which, I mean, you don't have many years of anything else in the 90s, but I think your LT1 cars are going to be your hot ticket cars for the C4s. I think they're all going to be hot in their own realm. Um, you know, you find a nice low mileage like. You know, the big thing in the Corvettes and the C4s, they really changed. Like, you know, they changed the wheels. 84, 85 had the same wheels. 86 had silver centers and aluminum wheels. And then it went to 17-inch wheels, directional wheels. Right. And, I mean, that was a big deal back yeah, then. Yeah, 17s were like 22s now. Yeah. And then you go, you know, 89, 90, they kept those directional wheels. And then 91, they did the uh, the wraparound turn signals and the squared-out taillights, like the ZR1, which is another uber-collector car. That was a supercar for its day. For its day, yeah. It was the Dodge Demon of its day. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. It was a factory hot rod. And the thing that was cool about it is they built that car to go after Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Porsches. I mean, and this it was, did. It was a supercar eater. It would actually outrun a Countach, and that's what it was made to do. And yeah, these cars, I mean, you know, we don't look at them the same way what well, you do, but you're a little bit different <laughs> when it comes to Corvettes. But, you know, the average person, you don't look back at the C4 Corvette like that, you know, and look at it for what it really is. But in their time, these cars were way ahead of the game. Well, the thing that blows my mind, and, and the thing about a C4, and, I mean, the thing you understand is I've owned C3s, I've owned C4s. The thing is, when you make that step from a C3 vet, which I love third-gen vets, that frame in a C3 vet came out in 1963, and it was updated in 65. After that, from 65 to 82 is virtually unchanged, other than a cross member and one support in the front. <clears throat> Is totally the same. Right. They kept that same frame, suspension, chassis, everything stayed the same. The body changed, but everything else stayed the same. So so for nearly 20 years... It was unchanged. Unchanged. And then in 1984, boom, they come out with a unitized car. It's not full frame anymore. 
all these aluminum components. You know, of course, it had an independent rear suspension, which they carried over, but it was a whole new independent rear suspension setup with a lot of aluminum in it. I mean, this thing was lightweight, fiberglass construction, obviously, but this is a full fiberglass unitized car, you know, with fuel injection. And, you know, GM was tinkering with it. And keep in mind, this was the carburetor fuel injection back and forth days. Right. There was a few 82s that had a crossfire injection in it in 84. It had a more of a better crossfire in 84. But, I mean, these cars had digital dashes in them. They actually had, you know, switches where you could flip a switch on the dash and it converted the digital dash to the metric system. And we all actually, These were world cars. Yeah, we actually talk about the uh, digital but, setup on those cars and where they came from. You've mentioned that before. Exactly. It's a military. It's actually a military design. But this is the thing. All right, now I'll say that. So we got all this, this, this sports car built by a company that doesn't just build sports cars for a living, but they build S10 trucks, too. Yeah. That's what I love about the Corvette. Absolutely. You know, and another thing to look at with a Corvette, this is cool. A lot of these cars are driven, and like daily. These cars are out there with miles on them, like thousands, hundreds of thousands of miles on them. They're beat all to crap. They're sun faded. So to find a beautiful, pristine one is actually getting kind of rare. Uh, our good but bo- the aftermarket uh, parts are out there, too, for them. Yeah, oh, yeah. The rest- restoring one of these is not a problem. I mean, it is a fiberglass car. It makes life a lot easier in all reality, um, and, and the parts are a plethora for them. Yeah, they're they're out there everywhere. But, you know, these cars in a nice, pristine condition are actually getting hard to find, which is actually going to do nothing but drive the value of these things up. And I think we've seen a pretty all-time low for C4 vets. I think they're going to start making they're that not, climb. They're never going to go any lower than they are right now. Yeah, you can when you can buy a Corvette for $1,500 and drive it home, it's reached its low point. I think well, these and, cars and are going $1, to fifteen hundred You have a dog. I mean, it's oh, a you, rough. You car. do. It's a very rough car, and it's going to need everything. But I think these cars are going to start making that climb back up. And I, I think you know, like Bitcoin, if you get in early, you're, you're going to be you're well, going to be the man on top. And the thing is with these cars, like I mean, matter of fact, this was just on Craigslist just the other day. I saw this car. It was a '96 Corvette, which is you know the best year for the C4. '96. Six-speed LT4 car with 6,900 miles on it, and you could buy it for $16,000. Yeah, everything you can want at a fraction of the price. But, I mean, this you imagine this car. If you kept it up and you keep this car under 10,000, 12,000 miles, a bright red six-speed gar- vet. I guarantee you in 10 years you'll double the value of it. You could it. double your money on it. I guarantee it. Well, there's not a doubt in my mind. You know, if, if 10 years from now you didn't, I'd be willing to buy it for you. You know, I mean, it is well because they're just not there. No, they're not. Well, it's like our good friend Shane. He's got one, you oh, know, yeah. a beautiful red one. I'm not sure the mileage on, but I know it's a lower mileage car. It's probably one of the cleanest C4 vets you'll ever see. I mean, yeah, his is 89. Okay, his is 89. Yeah. So don't make our 90s mark, but it's still the same car. Yeah, yeah I mean, know? it's the same. It's the same plethora of cars. But I mean, yeah, the C1 in the shape of like Shane's is, is just it's unbelievable, really. Oh yeah. Well, and I mean, another thing that's cool about these cars too, like I said, I mean, you know, they had wild colors. I mean, they were just they were sports cars and they were awesome. And I mean, the thing is, no child. I mean, from from the age of two to 80, everybody knows what a Corvette is. When they Absolutely. See it. And and. I would safely say if you were born in, like, my generation, you know, because I was born in 89, so if you are born in that time frame, probably a C4 Corvette is the most recognizable in your mind. Oh, yeah. And then I'll tell you something else. While we're in the 90s, 1997, of course, the C5 Corvette popped in. And this right here was a big step from the C4s. I mean, Now, now the C5 Corvette, I've had the privilege of building three of these cars, um, completely tearing them apart and putting them back together. This has got to be the coolest Corvette made, in my opinion. 
They're a cool car. They they are really stylish cars. Last year, flip up headlights in a vet. The uh, they're really they're really. I'm trying to think of the word for them because they handle, but they actually ride good. You could drive they're, these cars every day. They're simply elegant. I think that's the best way of putting. I compare these cars to like an AMG Mercedes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You know the the beautiful thing about these cars is is the way they're built. Literally, and it's more than a this. sophisticated car. It is. Um, you know, it, it's more than just this, but if you get it down to the bare minimum, there's eight bolts that holds the whole drivetrain to the body of this car. It's probably the simplest car to take apart, to build, um, to modify, to make it however you want it, or just to enjoy it and maintain it. It is so elegantly put together and performs so amazingly well and has such a great power plant with the LS1 in it. I mean, great power plant, and I mean, I mean, this is the thing. These cars, I mean, if you want to keep it stock, I mean, they're they're a powerhouse. But if you want to hot rod it, I mean, you can make a nine hundred horsepower car out of it. I mean, oh, no there's problem. so many fun things you can do with these cars. And like I said, the C fives, especially, and 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 just like the C fours, we're talking about any special editions. And we're getting a little ahead of the nineties about like the O three commemorative cars, or you had the ninety eight pace car. Yeah, you know, there's so many. Well, the, the ninety, uh, the ninety nine Z O six FRC car. Yeah, well, any fixed roof cars in general are going to be hot ticket items. Yeah, uh, and, and an interesting thing with those is the only way to get a Z O six was in ninety nine. Well, it was a fixed roof. Yeah, and then they actually made FRC coupes too. Yes, yes, just they plain did. Corvettes that were fixed roof. Uh, pretty cool car. Which you will s- probably be a very collectible car. I think so. I think so, because that was kind of like a one-year deal. That I was mean, a one-year deal, and they were kind of odd, you know, because usually most people, they want a drop top, or they want, you know, that target top. This, you have nothing. You know what else is odd? we got to take some more commercial breaks. Actually, it's not odd. It's getting kind of a common It's kind of common. Yeah, it's kind of common around here. All right, guys, I'll tell you what. We're talking about our 90s collector cars right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We're talking about 90s collectible cars. And this next car... You ain't even going to introduce me? I mean, what's going on, dude? I won't tell you something, Robert. All right. Don't use my government name for All the right, second Rod. time. Golly. This is, this is what I want you to do. All right, no, here. No, 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 <laughs> right together. I can't do it. I got a question for you. It's in I, my mind. Hold it. No, no, no. This Cross is, your legs. This is car related. This it is, car is fine. But this is what we're going to talk about. I know. I know. I, I got a question for you. All right. Just hear me out. What comes to your mind when you think about a horse, a uh, a little slither sneaky snake, and a fox? What comes to your mind? It's got to be a Mustang. Ah, there we go. So let's talk about these Fuchs body Mustangs. Fuchs body Mustangs. <laughs> This is the thing, you know. We give, and, and I've owned one. Every I've I think owned, everyone's yeah, owned, owned one. one. But this is the thing that's I cool. I almost about these cars. bought one this past year. Again. The, 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 these cars are really popular. They've always been popular. They've been popular since day one. But now they're getting collectible, and they're getting popular in different ways. And the reason they're getting popular is because of dumb kids that bought these things up and ripped the torque boxes out of them, or made a drag car out of them. Or, or made a circle track car out of them. Or made a dirt track car out of them. But you know what I'm saying. Or tortured these cars. And the I first would, thing they did is I put the Flowmaster mufflers on them and headers. 40 series, by the way. Off-road H-pipes and underdrive pulleys. And I would love to know how many 90s, we'll just say, um, 90s Fox bodies there were made versus how many ended up on a dirt track or going down a drag strip with no title anymore. There's a lot of them. I'd say a better half of them. Yeah. 
The uh, but this is the thing about these cars now. These cars are becoming extremely collectible. Now keep in mind, the Fox Body Mustang actually came out in 1979. Yes, it did. Um, it was between 79 and 93. Which was cool with it being a new car. That was they also made the pace car of it that year. The 79 Indy pace car, which we're getting a little ahead of ourselves on the 90s stuff, or behind ourselves <laughs> per se. But but the thing that's cool about these cars is your hot button years in these cars are your 89 through 93 for some reason. Absolutely. And you know the biggest difference between the 89 through 93 headrests. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you another funny thing. When they went airbags, they lost tilt wheel, which was insane. It's weird. It's like um, Ford couldn't manage to make both happen. Exactly. But the thing that's cool about these cars, of course, have the, you know, the, the five liter roller motor in it, you know, the 50HO, great little power plant, you know, trustworthy, great motor, these, probably the best motor Ford ever built. These cars are raw. You know, they're, there's not a whole lot of creature comforts in them. Um, what not, do you mean, creature comforts? I mean, well, power well, one is power No, I mean they're not—they're not just loaded down with like a new car is. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like what though? I mean, you have a radio and you have heat and air. They the, had—they had great stereos in them for the time. I mean, there was equivalent to anything else. This was you're, Ford's you're, Corvette. You're missing my point here. You're missing my point. It's not like getting in your brand new Cadillac. It's not like creature comfort loaded down. You know, heated seats, heated steering wheels, heated mirrors. Cars didn't have heated seats. Then. I know. That's what I'm saying. This car is raw. It's it's the basic needs that you need in a car, and it's just powerful. There's a one hellacious V8 under the hood. A 215 horsepower one. In a very small compact car. About 3,400 pounds. And it's just it's awesome. It, it's it's a rowdy car. I mean, Ford knocked it out of the park. If if ever Ford did a good job, if I had to take my hat off and tip it to Ford. They did a good job with the Fox Body Mustang. The Fox Body Mustang was a very popular car. It was not a very powerful car out of the box. The Fox Body Mustangs were sick as a dog out of the box. I grew up in these cars. I went to high school when these cars were new. And this is the thing. For what they are, they're awesome. Compared to an Escort GT, yes, they are <laughs> badass. But they're not that bad. Now, upgradable, yes. And that's when the power starts coming on with these cars because the aftermarket stepped in. But these are not going to be the collectible cars. No, you need original. You need original a cars. Car. I don't <laughs> think the highway patrol cars. Now, I think if you had a nice restored cruiser, maybe. But this is the thing. My opinion on the collectible Fox bodies, and you're already seeing it. Old Dennis Collins about has a conniption fit every other day <laughs> on Instagram with his new Fox body find. He's on the early 79, 81, 82, 83, the 4i. Fox right. His big thing is now is low mileage, low production number, and I mean just immaculate cars and and original. And this is the big thing. I think that really nice LX hatch, five oh five speed, white with red crushed velvet interior in it, that's gonna be your hot little car. I think any like your seven up Mustang. Yeah, your summertime edition. Exactly. The yellow with the white leather and the white top and your chrome pony the wheels. Red with white and white. Exactly. Those cars, I think your GTs, your really nice GT cars will bring will bring top dollar. I tell you another car that I think's hot is the ninety three Cobra. That's gonna be a super hot car. They didn't make a whole lot of them to begin with, but I think that's gonna be just that, that really red hot fox body for it's over with. Well then pitch on over to your salines as well. Well, then you got your sailing cars. Well, you got, I mean, all kinds of neat things. How about your McLarens that they made in these years? Yeah, very rare. Very rare. And, you know, the McLaren was almost like the convert. The McLaren Mustang was like the conversion van of Mustangs. Yes. It was every tacky accessory and a Mercedes-Benz convertible top. They really were no faster, 
but and it had actually they're probably slower because they're had, weighted down with extras. Yeah, and they had BBS wheels on them. Yeah, but. Things like that are oddities, and oddities are what people like because it's a rarity. And, and what happens to probably, I would say, 40% of the McLarens is, you know, people want to upgrade so the BBS has got thrown off, and they put a newer set of wheels well, on Well, your McLaren guys didn't do that. They like conversion vans. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, like if that thing came with a mural of Jesus on the hood of it, they probably would have left it. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the fact is, these cars are. They're, they're, they're either butchered, they're hot-rodded. None of them are original anymore. And that's the thing. That's what's going to make them collectible. Those cars that fell between the cracks. Those are the cars. And then when you start seeing companies like late model Mustang restoration pop up, and you're seeing all these things, you're seeing all these Ford places that sold your 65 or 64 through 73 Mustang parts. Now they're selling 64 through 93 Mustang restoration parts. People are restoring these cars. The Mustang shop right up here in Greer. These guys are restoring these cars. And I'll tell you another one's your Coke bottle, 94 through 98. You know, 94, 95 still had that 5-liter power plant in them. And those cars were way ahead of their time. It was actually the first Mustang, other than the 93 Cobra, that had four-wheel disc brakes on it. Yes, sir. I mean, it's a very, very cool car. And I'm not the biggest fan of the first year of the round-body Mustangs, that's what I call them. Um, SN95 yeah, SN95s. I'm not the biggest fan of those, but you know what? There's some nice-looking ones out there. Uh, getting a little I had, I had one in high school. Those were, those were neat cars. To me, I like those better than the Fox Bodies, and I had a Fox Body, too. But Getting a little ahead of the 90s, probably my favorite year uh, of that era of Mustang would be the 03 Cobra. But I just like the looks and the styling, but that's a little bit ahead of our time. Yeah. And the Terminator motor. I mean, that's all cool, and that's just something for another day. But... Like I said, the Mustangs—they're going to be—they're going to be a hot button collectible. But you know, you're seeing some SN95 cars. You know, the Cobra packages on those and all that. The saline models of those. Andy Pace car. The Andy Pace car, yes. Uh, Wayne McCutcheon has one of those. You know, these cars are becoming rare. I mean, how many Andy Pace cars of those do you see? There's not very many. Well, they made a quite a few, but you just don't see them. Like any other Pace car, they're probably put up in a garage. Well, that you have a lot of uh, you have a lot of them didn't put the Andy straps. You got a lot of them got modified. Yeah. So. And that's and that's something that, you know to keep your eyes out for those cars. I really think though the really nice unmolested cars, yes, absolutely, are going to bring your top dollar. Low miles, factory condition, you know. I mean, you think about alone. the T five transmissions that got destroyed over the years. <laughs> and I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, there for a while you couldn't get in a five seat Mustang that went in third gear. I mean, it's just it was it didn't happen. You know what was the. Uh, because I'm not too suave on my Mustang uh, knowledge here. What was the four-cylinder turbocharged ones they had? That was the SVOs. The SVOs. The those cars are that kind was of, the 2300. Those cars are becoming kind of hot. Uh, and, those cars have always had a little niche market. Those guys and your Turbo Coupe Thunderbird guys, and for some reason your 3.8 supercharged Thunderbird dudes, all flock together. I think those cars will have a, a little bit of weight to them. I don't think they'll carry as much weight as like a GT, a Saline, or anything like that. Well, they like had that. so many special editions of those cars, the SVOs and things like that. You know, Hertz Rent-A-Car actually rented those cars. Yes, I do. You could rent an SVO Mustang. I, I, I think I think they'll have uh, I think they'll have some weight to them down the road. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think all those cars right there. Like I said, the Fox Body is definitely going to be a collectible. But I'll tell you what, if we want to get any further down the road... You know what's coming. Yeah, we need, to, we need to take some money from these commercials. All right, guys, let's stop at the hour. So enjoy the news, weather. Hope it's to your liking. And stay tuned to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.